We love Fridays and we are back with Meet the CEO. Derek Conseco, not new to this podcast, joins us to talk about all things Airspace Africa. He discusses the cutthroat nature of the business and the importance of learning from those already in the industry. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adon. For more, follow us on Twitter at the Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adon. Who is Derek Nseko? I am a Ugandan, born and raised aviation professional, very passionate about Africa, passionate about supporting the African aviation industry that I love so much, and about young people inspiring the next generation. Uh, currently, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I see myself as a social innovator as well, uh, because uh, I'm passionate about having an effect on 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 society, on community, and everything that I do. Yeah, so I'm currently uh, running uh, the largest aviation publication that's dedicated to Africa, on the African continent. Yeah, so that publication is called Airspace Africa, but I also run a beautiful uh, social enterprise called iFly, and the iFly Academy, which is all about uh, skills development, it's about STEM, empowering young people, inspiring young people to get into the industry and uh, creating new pathways for the next generation. Talk to us about Airspace Africa. What was the motivation behind setting it up? Yeah, so Airspace Africa is now the premier aviation publication that's dedicated to the African aviation industry. So it's all about uh, aviation and travel on the African continent. It's a very niche space and uh, we really all about supporting the growth and development of African aviation. For me, the motivation really for studying Airspace Africa was about uh, just uh, getting the narrative around African aviation and, and, and putting it in, in the hands of African people and uh, putting myself in a position where uh, as Africans we can shape the narrative around the African aviation industry. So it's all about owning our story and being able to tell our story. So Airspace Africa, on Airspace Africa you'll find the latest news, the latest insights, opinions and everything to do with African aviation. So yes, the motivation was really uh, all about uh, the African narrative and helping to shape that African narrative from an African perspective. That's what Airspace Africa is about. The aviation consultancy industry is considered one of the most cutthroat. How have you been able to create a space for yourself in this industry? Yes, now, yeah, obviously I put on many hats. So yes, as an aviation consultant, it is... It's a completely different ball game, and it's definitely a very difficult space, especially for an African, uh, because I think traditionally the mindset is uh, for the expertise, uh, even that African uh, aviation players seek expertise tends to come from outside the African continent. So I think the biggest challenge is trying to change that mindset and trying to shift that mindset. Uh, to to try and, and and create a landscape whereby Africans uh, can help shape the growth and development of African aviation. So, yes, it is a difficult space uh, to be in as well. But uh, I think the time is now for Africans to start uh, trying to to make an effort to change that. The onus is on us as African people and as aviation players. 
you know, to play a bigger role yeah, because really uh, our destinies as Africans are intertwined and uh, it's really up to us. The responsibility is on us and uh, we have a greater purpose as Africans to try and change the world around us. So, yes, uh, as much as it's difficult, I think there's a greater sense of purpose around it and I'm highly motivated uh, to try and help the African aviation industry get to the next level. And, try, you know, trying to create that space has not been easy. Uh, to be honest with you, it's about uh, a relentlessness and a persistence, uh, you know, within the industry and uh, trying to promote a greater collaboration. Collaboration is really everything. So, yes, the challenges are there and it's not easy, yeah, but uh, definitely it's achievable. Did COVID-19 spur any changes in the African aviation space and what kind of impact did this have on your business or on your work? The last few years in aviation, to be honest, have not been easy for anyone and for any industry player. Uh, but I have to say for me, the COVID pandemic was actually an opportunity. You know, so yeah, like... Uh, like happens in every sector, you know, uh, there's always an opportunity uh, for someone even in the depths of a crisis. So for me, uh, the COVID pandemic, the COVID pandemic actually did see the birth of Airspace Africa. So Airspace Africa is actually a COVID baby uh, in a sense. So for me, uh, when it came to the pandemic, I think that's, that is really when the industry desperately needed uh, channels of information and needed support, you know, so uh, that period was extremely difficult and it was an opportunity for me in my capacity and uh, uh, for me to to see an opportunity and uh, to, uh, you know, to build on, on that opportunity. For me, Airspace Africa actually came uh, from the traction that was gained uh, from, you know, seeing the need and the need for the industry to get some form of support, uh, you know, the information gap that exists at the time and just the sheer need uh, for information within the industry and for support in every area, in every aspect of, of, of the aviation business. So, yes, uh, the, the the impact was there in certain aspects of business uh, because I definitely I own more than one brand. So yes, there was an impact uh, because uh, my iFly Academy is a skills development uh, entity. So the COVID pandemic really brought so many things to a halt, especially from even an education point of view. So I couldn't push that, uh, but the impact of COVID on me as as a, as an entrepreneur was actually. Uh, the, the the realization of an opportunity that gave birth to something new and something that has actually thrived through the recovery of aviation post post pandemic. So for me, yeah, when I look at the COVID pandemic, I actually see uh, the positivity that came out of it. I even knowing uh, that uh, we, as far as the industry goes, it was an extremely difficult time. Yes, but for Airspace Africa, it was, yeah, it was the birth of something special. You have multiple bases from which you run your businesses. What sort of advantage has this afforded you? Now, Airspace Africa is actually a completely remote uh, business and uh, we have a remote team. Uh, our writers are scattered all over the continent, uh, obviously South Africa, where I was based, uh, Nairobi, Uganda, uh, Nigeria, you know, so yes, but, 
when when I started Eskis Africa, I was actually doing work for uh, a, a publication based. It's actually the oldest publication in in Africa, and uh, I did need the, I did see the need to 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 move digital at the time. This is this is the time for digital to thrive, and uh, most of the publications on the continent were print. Yeah, so I mean, what digital gives you really? It gives you. Uh, scalability, the the ability to just scale, uh, the ability uh, to uh, to deliver. Because during that time, uh, print businesses were actually also affected uh, in the sense that the logistical side of things, uh, most of uh, these print magazines and the like, could not even be delivered uh, in the same shape and form that they were, they were being delivered before. There was there was uh, logistical bottlenecks around everything when it came to the COVID pandemic. So. Digital came to the fore the same way people started having meetings uh, over Zoom and everything. So people also started to consume more content online. So even for the media space, I think uh, that transition was more emphasized from a digital perspective. So for me, uh, having uh, a completely digital, having a remote team that does not necessarily need to sit in one single space or one single country, has become just so much more advantageous. It gives us agility, uh, you know, and uh, just we're just so much more dynamic as a team uh, because uh, we're not dependent on geography, we're not dependent on on anything really, and uh, you know, so we exist everywhere uh, as far as the continent goes. So for me, it's it's a big it's a big advantage uh, for for the business. Uh, versus versus uh, any other models that were existing before. So I think uh, I think it's just a modern way to go at the minute. You also run a podcast focused on industry happenings. How has this shaped your view of the business? Yeah, I do actually run. Uh, Airspace Africa has a podcast as well. And the mot- motivation behind, behind the podcast is really, uh, it's about delivering uh, content, delivering pretty much the same uh, the same kind of uh, information that we deliver, allowing a consumer uh, to consume our content uh, in whichever way that they're comfortable with. Because uh, the consumer of today, to be honest, uh, people consume content in very many different ways. There's people who are comfortable reading, there's people who want to listen via audio, there's people who want to watch, there's people who spend time on, uh, on YouTube, for example, but that's how they consume their content. So for us, it was just about diversifying how uh, diversifying our deliverables and how uh, we can pass on information uh, to the African aviation industry. But it also gives us an opportunity to also uh, deliver a different kind of content, especially when it comes to exclusive exclusivity of things such as uh, interviews and Yes, uh, so uh, and being on ground, especially with uh, industry events and, you know, uh, hearing it from the horse's mouth. So I think, yes, there's definitely an advantage from a podcast point of view, but it's really mainly about uh, the Espos Africa podcast is really mainly about uh, creating a diff- another medium on which to deliver uh, our content. Any changes you would like to see in your industry? What changes would I love to see in the African aviation industry? Gosh, that's a, that's a very interesting question. Uh, but at the moment, and uh, this is really informed by where we're coming, where we are right now, 
and where we are coming from. I feel, uh, yes, we can see there's definitely certain trends at the minute. It's great to see Ellen starting to collaborate a bit more. And that's what I want to see more because as an industry, we need to work together more. We need to have broader cooperation you know, within the, the industry. For airlines, we need to see uh, more joint ventures. We need to see more code shares. We need to see more interline agreements. The only way uh, we are going to become successful and uh, to build profitable airlines is if uh, we we harness the power of collaboration because at the minute uh, we're all uh, playing against each other. Listen, this is still a small market. Uh, margins are very thin. We're making collective losses as an, as an airline industry. So yes, the only way uh, to go is really for us to start working together as an industry and as industry players. So I'd definitely love to see more of that. Uh, another thing that I'd really be happy to see uh, grow in the aviation industry is this move uh, towards a single unified uh, aviation market. This is part of the African Union's agenda 2063. So my hope and prayer for our industry is that we liberalize their services in Africa and uh, create an open market for the African aviation industry. So we all know about the single African air transport market. It's on the table and uh, we need our Actually, it's more uh, governments uh, to to sign up uh, to to this and to implement it and to allow our our, our airlines and aviation industry uh, to thrive. So, for me, that is really where the future. That is the key to harnessing the potential of the African aviation industry. So, if we can unlock that, and if we can achieve the single African air transport market, if it can come into reality. I think that is where we open up the, the, the very potential of this aviation market in Africa, which is huge. Is there a growth expansion plan for Africa? As far as Aspace Africa goes, I mean, our potential is enormous, and uh, I think we are still scratching the surface because uh, <clears throat> at the moment we've, uh, we, we still look at ourselves as a very young uh, media platform young publication. I think there's so much more that we can achieve, but what we really want is to create a one-stop shop for everything aviation on the African continent. So in the next few years, uh, we'd like to build and, and expand our ecosystem. So it's not just obviously the publication, it's every element of media that you can think about. It's communications, it's marketing, you know, and uh, even the consultancy side. Uh, so yes, this is just these are all just elements of growth, and we are growing. Uh, we're growing organically. The growth has been uh, really fruitful in in the past year or so. Uh, you have we have to put into context the fact that the aviation industry is still also recovering, so that affects the entire ecosystem, including uh, players such as such as uh, Airspace Africa. So yes, you know we are. Yes, we are tagging along as the industry is growing, supporting each other, and we're supporting the industry. Where do you see Nseko in the next five years? Where do I see myself in the next five years? Uh, yeah, five years might be soon or maybe not, but uh, currently my journey, to be honest, as, as an aviator, as, uh, as a personality in this industry, is, is all about leadership. So I see myself as, as an industry leader and uh, I want to be part 
of uh, you know shaping uh, the growth and development of this industry. So I want to help shape uh, you know the future of African aviation. And for me, the future, whether it's five or ten years, I really see myself in positions of leadership. And uh, you know, even as an entrepreneur, you know, I see my businesses being part of the bigger picture of Afri- of supporting Africa's aviation growth and development. So yes, that's 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 where I see myself. Thank you so much. That was Derek Nseko, CEO Airspace Africa. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The annual inflation rate in Nigeria accelerated. in January of 2023, the highest since September 2005, from 21.34 in the prior month, against market expectations of a further slowdown to 21.3%. Soaring food prices and a weaker Naira currency were the main drivers. Prices of food, which is the most relevant in the CPI basket, recorded an upturn of 24.3% in January, from 23.75% in the prior month. On a monthly basis, consumer prices surged by 1.87%, the most in almost 16 years, after 1.71% increase in the previous month. The National Bank of Rwanda raised its key interest rate by 50 basis points to 7% at its meeting on February 16, 2023, citing persistent inflationary pressures. The overall annual inflation rate in Rwanda is for the second month to 31.1%, in January of 2023, from 31.7% in the prior month, but holding close to a recent peak of 33.8% in November. Policymakers said the inflationary pressures were expected to remain in the short term before inflation falls to below 8% by the end of the year. Bitcoin rallied to its 25,000 US dollars, the highest since August with investors ditching altcoins in favor of bitcoins amid fears of a regulatory crackdown. Earlier this week, the New York State Department of Financial Services told Paxos, a regulated blockchain infrastructure platform, to stop issuing new Binance USD or BUSD stablecoins. Guy Glanzer, chair of SEC, reiterated last year that the agency views bitcoin as a commodity rather than a security offering investors hope that the world's most traded cryptocurrency could avoid some harsh regulation on digital currencies. Bitcoin is now up more than 60% from its multi-year low of roughly $15,500, reached in late November. The Johannesburg All Share Index rose about 1% to close at 80227 on Thursday, its highest since early February, mainly supported by resource-linked sectors, tech stocks and industrials. Investors continued monitoring more economic data and earnings reports. Meanwhile, the U.S. latest U.S. data showed prices for January came in higher than expected and jobless claims fell, suggesting that the Federal Reserve will have to keep monetary policy tight for some time to bring down inflation. Locally, President Cyril Maposa has defended his decision to appoint a Minister of Electricity, saying that with the new Minister focused on load shedding, the country is in a better position to overcome the energy crisis. He added that government does not need a new plan to address the energy crisis, but rather needs to work faster on the energy action plan it unveiled in 2022. Thank you for always waking up with us from 700 cities and 112 countries. Good Morning Africa is a product of the Q Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com, and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms 
at the K Financial, and you can find me at Mr. Don't.